keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestle Roast. I am your host, Dan St. Germain. I'm here with the marvelous Robert Carpolis, the undeniable Scott Champlin, and the gold standard Mike Lawrence. How are you three doing today? Oh, we're good, baby. How are you? How are you, Mike? Yeah, Mike, how are you? I, I was okay until um, uh, Dan was organizing the uh, the show. Um when when we were in in, in waiting for the show to start and and asked Scott, hey, do you wanna you wanna record an episode on They Live? And then I was like, well, I know who that's not about. <laughs> <laughs> I also I also uh, you know not ready to watch the new season of Survivor yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you should have just kept with the first one, but. We have a fun. Why did you not walk around naked in the ocean? <laughs> that would hurt. That hurts Mike way more than any joke about a stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> that second one didn't land really. Um, all right, um, this is a regular pod schedule. Next week we're going to be doing the roast of Ahmed Johnson. It'll be kind of a mini roast. We're going to be reviewing Revolution and Dynamite. I'm going to call up Nick Hausman and say if he's going to be there for our Patreon. This week we're going to be doing uh, They Live. Then we're off for a week. Then we got the roast of John Moxley, <laughs> Patreon. Um, and uh, I believe then we're off again. But I think we're going to have to change that to another mania. So so hold on. They up. Live just ends with my dad's body and someone putting the glasses on it. <laughs> uh, and then April 3rd will be our mystery roast. Um, on the regular show also, March 24th will be our promotional draft. We each get 15 guys to start a promotion with from both companies. We do a snake draft. And March 31st, the roast of John Cena and a WrestleMania preview. April 7th, our WrestleMania review episode. We are on the road to WrestleMania, which I think is time for one of my favorite segments that we can do. And that's Ruin a Mania. So uh, we'll be taking this year's WrestleMania card. Um, the matches that have been announced, which have only been four. Or you can we've do... All, we've all taken a line of Tony Khan's cocaine. Yeah, we, we or you can do you know something completely different. You can get all the matches off the card. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna talk about the best ways to make the to to re-break the WWE universe as if we were the AEW universe. Does anybody want to start? Well, um, yeah, I know how, how to ruin one ask of the to nights. Not go first. That's all. I'll go last. Okay, hold on. Let me. Am I? Am I not? Oh, oh no! I thought I was uh, muted. Okay, so yeah, I'll go first. Um, this is how you ruin one of the nights. You take one of the uh, the most compelling visual wrestlers in the world, uh, in Brock Lesnar, and you put him against the idea of a compelling visual wrestler, and you get a very <laughs> shitty match that nobody wanted except Vince McMahon. 
<laughs> you really think that's Vince fucking crazy? And I, I know the you know the report apparently is that Brock turned down a feud with Bray. Uh, but well, I don't want to see Brock versus Omos, and I get it. There'll be like a moment or moments, but I don't care. Well, no, there there won't be a moment, and there won't be moments because we already had Omos versus Lashley, and we've already milked that dry. Like we've seen everything we would see, unless okay, this is ha- just has Lashley Brock picked him up. I yeah, know. Lashley's picked him up and stuff, right? So, yeah, he yeah, picked so him what up. We we've, we've seen Hook, you know, spin Morrissey on his finger. Like nothing is impressive anymore. And and then the and then the issue with this match is, um, you have. Say you have almost win, right? Which is a big victory, but that doesn't transcend to anything because he fucking stinks. So who does he go wrestle next, or in six months, or in a year? Like, well, if it's nobody. if it's Vince, then he'll wrestle Cody next month and win the title. Hell yeah! <laughs> God damn you, Rob! I, I don't think we're giving enough like credit of respect for Brock turning down Bray. You know, like that's basically he's basically like every decision scott would make like i'm not doing that silly shit <laughs> yeah but you know he didn't say silly to mike's point i will say this that like we know that brock versus omos is not going to be good but for as bad as it's going to be it's i don't think it's capable of being as bad as a bray brock match could be you know and brain Brock could be a good match, but like it could also be like, you know, like he probably saw Hell in a Cell and was like, look, I mean, like Bray at his best is way better than Omos, but at his worst, he's way worse than anybody. So why take that risk? Yeah, I think you got to look at also from Brock's perspective as a guy that every time he does something, it, it does like trend, you know, at least in like the MMA WWE twitter verse or whatever the fuck you want to call it him doing any having any silly moment with him um might look bad and i know brock's had silly moments but it's just the bombs that could happen the dud that could happen with the bray is too risky and that's why you go like well wait what the fuck are we doing because that's not on bray that's on the, the guys working there what are we doing that we walk up to brock lesnar and one of the guys we're working our hardest on we say hey can we use him and Brock goes, no, that's bad. You have to look at yourself and go, why is Brock saying this? Because well, Brock is saying no to this because he doesn't want to do any of the theatrical shit. The only way this works is if they would have done like a seven minute Bray Wyatt entrance with all the fucking puppets and that. And then Brock goes in and they recreate the Kofi Kingston match. Yeah. He Bray just should've... goes in, doesn't sell any of it. Fucking F5s him, done. He That's should fight it. a gator. Wyatt should send a gator at him, and he should fight maybe a few gators. Put Bo Dallas in a gator costume. There we go. But I anyway, mean, that's how you ruin a mania, man. You you take Brock and you don't put him in something that is uh, compelling. He's a uh, he's a big draw. And for this, this feels like you know we reviewed WrestleMania uh, twenty one on the, the Patreon this week. But this does feel like a big show. Uh, what is that? Aki Bono? Aki Bono. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bro. Definitely know, does. Go, yeah. Does, does a weird thing deserve to be, does like a visual spectacle deserve to be on WrestleMania? Uh, sure. But not with Brock Lesnar because he's so much more than just a, uh, like a visual thing. He's a killer. Well, I think Dan already ruined this match when he said he wanted to see Brock versus Dominic. Like we've yeah, already got the freak good, show. Man. Yeah, you're right. 
The and only problem so, with that is you need Ray and Dominic. That's that's what I was wrong about. You need you do need for this mania. You do, but I, and I think the weird thing is if you look at like, and not that this is a, ma- a match I actually really want to see, but you look at Judgment Day. Everyone has a match but Damian Priest. Priest and Brock is at least all right. Maybe there's something there. Omos there is is already just dead weight. I mean, you could just have like you could do the Dom booking and just have it be like. Drew Gulak and then backstage for no reason, or he maybe accidentally spills like a coffee on Brock, and Brock's <laughs> like, "Okay, you're my WrestleMania opponent," and it's just Drew getting out of it for four weeks. Sure, I, I, I have another ruin WrestleMania thing, which which can still happen. Uh, each week leading up to WrestleMania, from now on, you let Cody speak on the mic for seven minutes each week, <laughs> because what will happen is we're gonna get bangers. He's the best. But if it if you let it happen every week, um, he is going to take credit for for some wild shit, and I can't wait. And I think they might let him if he wins. I I, I think he's going to become a heel Mike, by October if he wins because people are going to go what? Even though I love him, I do love him. But. I, I I agree, but Scott, it does feel like you're trying to get in all the WWE criticism before we get to that episode. <laughs> oh gosh, brother, I got criticism. I mean, there's it's devoid. How can you criticize a devoid thing? You know. Yeah, well, that's true. We'll get to that, though. Mike, how would you ruin a WrestleMania? Um, I would make it two nights when you don't have enough stories for two nights. Oh, see, Scott, it is fun. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> you have to, like, make up a match? No, just shit on the product. Enough story well, I, I, am, I am going. I got, I got tickets to night one. It felt like uh, a bit much to, to do both nights, but and I was like, you know what, man? night one's a little cheaper, and and honestly, I I felt like um, I think the tag match is going to be night. I I genuinely want to see the the Usos uh, Zayn Owens match more than Roman and uh, Cody. If I had to pick, and I did, so that's what I did. But like. Honestly, I I do wish that um, it was one night. Because here's the thing. I've never been to a mania. Can I even say I've been to a mania if I just go to one night? Yeah, of course you can. Okay. Of course you can. I'll speak for you on that. It's like losing your virginity to a midget. <laughs> Probably did that, too. I mean, and thank God. <laughs> walking around on a leash like a wolf. Mike. <laughs> what, what would, how would you ruin a WrestleMania? You made my fun joke dehumanizing. Uh. <laughs> Actually, I made it humanizing, which is even sadder. Uh, <laughs> going. How would I ruin WrestleMania? Um, I mean, yeah, man. I think I to to Scott's point. If you give Cody a microphone after he wins, and he's just done a twenty-five minute match. And he's all blown up. If people are chanting his name, he will walk that audience one by one. <laughs> he will make a, a hundred. You know what? You know what? I'm waiting for him to say that he was responsible for the Bianca Belair Sasha main event. Yeah, I mean, he will. <laughs> yes, I mean, he will. He will do it, and then, and because then, then he'll be like. You know, uh, I overcame racism, and then he'll slam Omos, and we're like, "What? No!" <laughs> um, no, I, I think, I think a, a way to ruin this because look, this company has a momentum. 
it has not had in a long time. So that's the thing. There actually is a WrestleMania to ruin this year. You, you usually can't say that. Well, it's um, awful. They, they have the momentum without having a baby face like Brian Danielson or CM Punk. You know, yeah, I, everyone wants to see win. Well, yeah, I and also think... it, even John, like John Cena never did what um what a Sammy is doing right now, or even what dude the Cody Roman match. I'm looking forward to. I I love John Cena. I don't think I ever looked forward to a John Cena WrestleMania match. I looked forward to John Cena matches, you know, and he had some bangers. But at WrestleMania, no. I think the way to ruin this one genuine, like like a serious answer, is just not giving people what they want and picking your old guard over your new guard. Like Rhea should be Charlotte. That I think that'll ruin the WrestleMania. If Gunther loses, if a lot of your, if Roman wins, like that's often right. Genuinely the deflating feeling we have, like Cena should beat theory. That's fine. But if it's all old guard over new guard, you start an over two nights. Yeah, I mean, Cena winning is a is actually is an actual feel good moment if you have Rhea. Yeah, going. that's fun. That's fun. But if everybody new loses, you're gonna feel shitty. Well, I mean, is it the Monday WrestleMania? Then Cena just put somebody new over. You know, like because oh gosh, how amazing, right? You well, that's so what I, I said before is that he should beat Theory, go out on Raw, do the U.S. title open challenge, and then Braun Breaker beats him. You've made a new guy, wow. and then you do Breaker and Theory. Yeah, or Montez. Ooh, Montez. Ooh. You could do Montez, but then it's but then the story becomes Montez and Dawkins as opposed oh, to Cena's you want leaving. someone new. Cena's leaving then, so you need to Right, start. so, but that's why having him, like, having Braun debuted, because Cena's whole thing was he got his start because Kurt put him over night one. And oh my gosh, Cena's man, the I reason that, like, that Kevin too. Owens got over on 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 the main roster that first time when he did the open challenge it's like the crowd's going to be hungry for someone and then doing braun in theory as two young guys like to mike's point it's the new guard it would make hunter really happy so vince will find a way to backdoor it and, and ruin it yeah if yeah if vince showing up to like this is my baby you know um but also, I think Guther, Mike, you said, you know, the new guard should be winning. I do think Gunther should lose this, right? It's a triple threat. Don't let him take the pin and then have him fight Cody for the title at SummerSlam. No, keep, let him keep the title and then fight Cody. Like, oh, have okay, him just be okay, the unbeaten cool. monster. Oh, that's very cool. Okay, if, if that's allowed, then awesome. I love that. I was they're just figuring separate titles. But yes. Gunther, where they're able to job out anybody in his crew if as long as they keep him strong. Um I'm, I'm, Oh, sorry. Right, Mike. What were you saying? No, I mean, my thought is Mania, you know, right? It is a stadium show. It's people all the way in the fucking back that, you know, finishes that even makes sense to to people who are kind of paying attention to casual fans. And I, I think the pinning a guy, but not the guy, that kind of, that's for your fucking June pay-per-views. That, that shouldn't be for Mania. Mania should be clear concise big finishes that make sense true all right folks uh it means we have robert carpolis to give his final final ruin ruining ointment before i you can't ruin wrestlemania because it's perfect oh sorry sorry wait your impression of i just realized your impression of robert is todd lynn (laughs) (laughs) robert what a fucking pull that is jesus christ Hey man, all I got 
Eddie Moore's polls. That's it. Robert, what do you got? Uh, I had to Google who that was, but first of all, uh, all right. Well, so I think and in hell, so don't worry about it. Well, then I'll be there <laughs> soon enough. Um, <laughs> I think you got Hunter who keeps an eye on what's going on in AEW. He sees what's going on in the internet and he sees, look, they are doing MJF, Brian Danielson, Iron Man match. And he's like, you know what? We can do that with our guys and put on a better match, which is why you'll get Baron Corbin, Dexter Loomis, Iron Man match. 60 minutes, three holds. It's going to be <laughs> fucking fantastic. Awesome. Then uh, Brock wins against Omos. Lights go out. There's the gong. Undertaker comes out. Crowd loses their shit. And he grabs the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, Hardy. 20-minute Hardy con- concert. <laughs> then the cherry on top of this, Cody wins big moment they cut to brandy in the suite she's yeah. clapping she turns and starts making out with vince mcmahon <laughs> i mean how much better can wrestlemania get than that leading to a cody vince match uh at in saudi arabia where vince can win the title back can she please say non-disclose this heffa not as close as this half. No, no, Mike, oh, we're trying to ruin that. it. We don't want her to talk. That'll ruin everything. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Wait, 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 what if Brandy? No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not saying it. Just oh, if God. Cody wins and then his family comes out and hugs him, uh, there's a history of that. <laughs> and it didn't end well. And maybe history. But <laughs> Kobe did it. He hasn't killed anybody yet. Well, so, the good I, news is they're not letting Dustin right. in. <laughs> oh, they should let Dustin. Dustin should be in there hugging his hugging his brother. No, well, what would be great is if they sure cut to him. Good. If they cut to Dustin in the crowd, and the Chiron just says, "Former WCW wrestler, the natural Dustin Rhodes." <laughs> I would love that. I, I hope Dustin Dustin's busy feeding Wade. individual grapes to Keith Lee. First we, of all, they are naturally <laughs> limitless, Mike. <laughs> God, that come well, on. that's fun. You know, guys, I actually wrote something for this, so. Oh, yeah, let's hear it, brother. Do you mind if I read it? It's a little long. That's great. It starts with an Earth. Is it a song? (laughs) (laughs) Maggie St. Germain was a wonderful... Wrong notes. (laughs) Well, you're close, Mike. (laughs) Oh, Um, no. (laughs) Roman enters the bloodline locker room, his body glistening, the veins on his forearms protruding. He stares into the mirror and is pleased to see that movie star smile, those flowing locks, a jawline God seems to have personally drawn up himself. Suddenly, Roman gets a call. His mom's sick. They'll have to reschedule WrestleMania. Roman (laughs) goes to New Jersey Medical in Neptune, New Jersey. Roman finds out his mom's neck cracked during a fall. Roman asks what that means. The doctor describes a neck the way you would a New Jersey turnpike. That's true. And that it's like if the first exit of the turnpike closed down, rendering essentially the entire rest of the causeway useless. Roman's mom won't be able to eat, drink, or speak without the help of machines since her voice box has been paralyzed. The worst part is that Roman's mom knows all this is happening. She can move her eyes, her forehead. She's scared. Roman reads the living will over and over again. It clearly states that she doesn't want to be here if she needs help from machine. To make things worse... Roman has had a difficult relationship with his mom, some of which he holds a lot of guilt over. 
some of which the Samoan gods will judge him on at the end of his life. They decide to end life support, and Roman can hardly stand upright in the room while he watches her die. It's not Norman Walkwell, it's fucking flashback in a Stephen King book, like what the sister went through in Pet Cemetery. Now Roman and his bloodline aren't getting along. Besides Sami Zayn, there have been arguments over every single bit of minutia, including the service and plans. After exhausting hours of debate, Roman comes to the conclusion that he needs to create some emotional boundaries with the rest of the bloodline, especially since Roman is exhausted from being on the phone with several pathologists to determine whether or not an autopsy was needed. Roman settles on her being cremated in Bergen County, since they seem to know what they're doing and they have a bunch of nice urns, one that reminds Roman of his grandmother's and urn his mother had all the time. After making the final decision, the man at the crematorium asks Dan, I mean Roman, if he wants the undertaker who's in the hallway to administer last rites. Roman nods silently. Instead of being head of the table, Roman crawls to the uh, middle of the table so he can hold his mom one last time. The undertaker enters. He takes a big breath and mutters, ladies and gentlemen, Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull comes in and sings and dances around the corpse while Roman cries and holds his mom's bodies before advertising next month's backlash. <laughs> fucking psycho this is i think the moment where where we go dan this has all been one big meeting actually <laughs> it was crazy I'm, I'm glad you could Roman's express Taco all Bell that order the other day and, uh... a pot and i think it's time to step out into the world <laughs> this concludes wrestle roasts <laughs> roman yeah what was amazing was roman um he sent one of his best friends ice cream, but then kept the seamless address in and also sent his best friend his own Taco Bell order. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now, he's wearing, now he's wearing the chest plate again. <laughs> <laughs> Acknowledge me. Guys, sometimes these jokes are just for me. That was great, man. That was that was really fun. And, um, you know, if... if uh, if you see Dan, give him a hug. Yeah. Hey, Dan, <laughs> print that out and read it on the top of a mountain to the sky. <laughs> and I think that would be the saying that what well. I wrote is not about Roman? <laughs> I talked about how hot he was up front. <laughs> now that hey, Dan, I'll say this. I'll say this. To me, I'm flying solo Sokoa. I just feel bad Scott. Scott's had to hear two eulogies from me in one week. <laughs> One of which Dude, I could tell. The other one was less sad, and you were crying. <laughs> I know that was for an audience. That, that was, was the audience needed to know why, not our audience. I, I did. I did a, a, a set on on Tuesday talking about my dad at the comedy store, and I I lost that crowd. Like one of my first things I said on stage was, you know, but at least he got to die doing what he loved, choking on his own fluids. Well, man, that was <laughs> I was going to use that. <laughs> and just the look on the crowd's face. Oh my god! Yeah, people don't tell you about the whole choking on the fluid thing. It's a real rough thing to see. Oh yeah, not, like, fun, the, not the, fun. Yeah, it is, man. I was like, you, you're the worst. <laughs> Another one was like, you know, the worst thing is he died like right before the one year anniversary of the Ukrainian war, so I had to cancel that party. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that well, is folks. such a funny joke, man. All right, Zach, just as a production note here, to liven this show back up, let's put the Alvarez cameo in to win back <laughs> our crowd. 
<laughs> well, hey guys, uh, you know what? Dan did the assignment. He ruined a WrestleMania. <laughs> Dynamite. Hey, Tony Khan. We got a Booker of the Year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm now Booker of the Year because God couldn't be there. All right. Let's get to Dynamite or Dynamite. Hey, both both you and Tony's booking decisions are just impacted by the weird relationship with your parents. Yeah, yeah. and cocaine. That's just true. That's also true. And somehow the Jacksonville Jaguars, but that's for another episode. Uh, all right, let's get to Dynamite. Dan, I thought you called them Cougars. I thought it was Cougars from Jacksonville. No, no, that's... Uh, no, no, that's... hey It'll be my second marriage, folks. You know what's great? You know what's great, Dad? Is last week's episode that we did was brave. This week was, you know, Scott and Robert could just do the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking, but I guess I guess it didn't come across that way. That um, was great, man. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it. I promise you next <laughs> week so I will <laughs> I will be back to uh full. I mean, you know, I was just talking about urns all day, so it felt. Like, <laughs> Dan, there were about an Omos match, you know. Dan, there were good intentions, but it was a fucking disaster. Let's talk about dynamite. Dynamite <laughs> done. All right. Well, let me get to hour one. I'm going to let you guys take over after hearing my soliloquy. Hour it's weird one. when you share, like we we have like multiple urns. It's like, am I? Do I just have his ass in the urn? Because I don't have the full body. Well, I, I just I, like I, carrying. I would hope to think that they kind of mix it up. They have like a martini shaker. <laughs> it's like um, it's, it's, it's an like extra perfect with my mom. But uh, we have a martini shaker, shake it up, and then everybody gets a fourth. You know, when you open it, is a light shine out of it, like Paul Bearer, and like you throw it at the crowd. Oh no, Robert, that light's been gone a long time. Let's get to dynamite. Wait, Mike, Mike, you know you got to put a little bit of your dad in like uh, in something and bring him to WrestleMania, right? Now that's how that works now. Oh, you want me to make him suffer again? <laughs> um, all right. I, 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 I sorry, just thought sorry. Mike putting it in something, and it's just like a a, a fruit a fruit snack bag. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still got fruit snacks in it. Oh, there's definitely an awkward moment where Mike accidentally eats his dad's ashes. Then yeah, I know. He's like, oh, <laughs> and he's just annoyed because he thinks it's vegetables. <laughs> um, I was well I, you know my, my thought was um, you know he was raised in San Francisco and I was gonna spread the ashes there but I feel like that place has dealt with enough sadness and despair dynamite <laughs> All right, from the cow dynamite. palace in San Fran dynamite or dud uh, I'm gonna give you guys a spoiler alert I think that we're all gonna pick dud but uh, let's talk about hour one we get for the All-Atlantic title, Orange Cassidy versus Big Bill, the John Moxley promo, um, the elite attacked by the House of Black, a face of revolution ladder match, Chris Jericho versus Peter Avalon. Yes, that's a, something that happened. And a Hangman Page promo. Let's start out with Mike. Mike, what do you think of this first hour? This might be the last week this show is so bad that it's fun and not just <laughs> TNA. Um, man, this was uh all time stinkeroony, man. But but in a you know, in a more fun way than 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 last week, I think. Um, I mean, yeah, uh yeah, so we had Orange Cassidy uh with big Bill W, um, who who Dan should be talking to now. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm and, uh, fine. I have just been smoking a little weed, folks. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not addictive. Um, <laughs> but no, this Fritos, was Mike. <laughs> Keep going. This was, I mean, this, this was this whole thing felt like a rampage at best, and that a dark at its most Peter Avalon. Um, it just, yeah, man, it, it was crazy because if you're gonna have like a car crash ladder match, like open on that and not a big bill match, this was just stupid. Um, dude. I, I know that they were filming Moxley from last week, but the fact that he can't even cut a promo without bleeding now is we're in parody in town. <laughs> it was a good promo though. That was a solid ass promo. Yeah, I want to see him have a Texas life match. Like <laughs> every you know that match is gonna be a banger. Uh we've seen it too many times for it to be special. Every match he does is a death match. It's just it's it's exhausting and he needs to leave. And um <laughs> And you know what? You know what the best thing that could happen to uh, Moxley? Hepatitis. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Can you get it twice? <laughs> hey, can can uh, can we have Hannibal bleed on him, please? Uh, can he? Um, no, this 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 was just yeah, man. Um, the page promo, like th- their thing is fine, but we've seen the match so many times that it's not special. Um, I don't know what a commander is. Uh, it, it, and he, it, it's just oh, there's another lucha guy. Um, dude, it, this this promotion is colder than my father's body. Um, right now, it's uh, it's so like between between the la- the ladder match and the and the tag team uh Royale thing, which I thought it was dumb to have both like clusterfuck matches on the same show, but like between those two things. There's just so many people in this company that could be over but aren't. And um, I mean, I think I think the way that you could best like describe this uh, promotion now in one image is powerhouse Hobbs fearfully standing on top of a ladder while four referees hold it together. I mean that was it was a good ladder match though. But that was so funny, man. Yeah, it that, was that, such... that ending was brutal, but um during the ladder match, I kept I kept typing in my phone um in my notes that it had some of the best ladder match spots I've ever seen. Oh, in a, that in a, that, in a that uh, tiger bomb off the ladder from man, Cash the uh, blue thunder bomb or yeah, yeah. God damn, man. There was oh, just so oh, many uh, cool moments. But yeah, for I saw, what? You know, that's the thing. It's for like, sure. And, and I think that's the issue with the whole show is like, okay, starts with OC versus Big Bill, right? And I go, this this is useless, and I don't understand what's happening. Uh, it's right before a pay-per-view. And then you have Orange Cassidy in a match later, so you're going, what the fuck is happening? Um, but, I mean, then you watch the OC Big Bill match. It's, it's not a bad match, but you go, why is this happening? Uh, the latter match, I loved it, but there's no actual investment other than this is fun and there's cool spots, you know? And another thing, another big thing is that, you know, I know we have different thoughts about the elite, but it's like, they do not feel like a presence on this show. And when I, they, it seems intentional almost. I mean, yeah, they, it does. they aren't it, on the show. They are on the show every week for less than two minutes. I want to say. So it, it's weird because it's like, yeah, it, the, the problem is, one that matches heel versus heel, right? Like there's no heat behind it. 
And it'll probably, that's the thing is that it'll be a good match and people will say, oh, it was great, four and a half stars. And, but it doesn't mean anything. Like, and, and they could be doing so much more. They could be helping put over people. They're just, it, whatever they're getting paid, they are not earning that money right now, I don't think. No, I'm, no, come on. Cause when they do have a match, it's better than everybody's match. But that's it doesn't mean anything. Big bucks. It don't it matter. It doesn't I mean, build they are, anything they are else. The, they are, you know, three of the best guys on the planet. And, you know, but, what, what I don't like is obviously Scott, you can't is, Think of team. what they could be doing. That's, yes, that's the real issue. I mean, even even the other three, too, though, uh, House of Black. And, and then when you watch this and you're going, oh, is this just House of Black is leaving, uh, you know, is Al- or Alistair or Malachi, whatever the hell. And, I don't um, and Buddy Murphy leaving. I, I like... So you don't really get it. But I did like the moment between them tonight. I thought that was good. I thought less is more. Like, if you're not going to push the feud at all, do not push the feud on the final show like you did with Christian and Jungle. Well, I guess they've been pushing it. And I like that. So I don't know what I'm talking about. All Last right, hour Robert. was a turd, though. Oh, God. Um, Robert, all right. Time for your victory lap. Go. Oh, no. It, this, no, the, the victory lap was like last week when I'm like, well, this is just – this is sad because the biggest problem is Tony Khan will not listen to anyone. And AEW is now in the same position that TNA was in. They have a TV rights contract and the ratings are never going to drop so low that TBS is going to take them off because they still air fucking slap fighting. So this thing will trudge along on life support. People on the roster are not happy that they're there. Uh, it's going to just keep getting worse and i think that's the part of this that's the most depressing it's like orange cassidy versus morrissey was a fine middle of the road like all right these guys are having a match one guy's really tall one guy's really short and you're never going to do anything with morrissey like he's now just the dude who lost to orange cassidy so it didn't mean anything and orange cassidy beating him didn't mean something you were like well fuck we should really start getting behind orange cassidy because number one we saw this for like five weeks in a row with darby where he kept winning and winning and winning, and then he loses to Joe, and then he's just gone. So you can't get invested. And then Orange Cassidy, you see later in the show, going for the tag title, so this doesn't mean anything. Uh, Moxley bleeding in the hallway where they showed the blood on the ground was a great decision on the production part to get that shot. The promo was okay, but he was bleeding. Well, I would like say such the a, promo's good, but no, no, the promo was okay, but he was bleeding in such a comically like ridiculous amount that it was like almost Monty Python. By the end of it, it's just like he's just two thirds blood, and it's just like it's just weird. Uh, the 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 commander piece, I, I I swear in my notes, I thought that it was Phoenix at first because I wasn't really paying attention, and then they said commander. I'm like, who the fuck is commander? And I just can't imagine. And again, I, this is this is just criticism of Tony Khan within the confines of the rules of his own fucking world. Your show has wins and losses. Your show has rankings. Every every match is supposed to theoretically matter. This no, is no, a they ma- literally got rid of that. Which yeah, is- I know they literally got rid of them, but it's like you you indoctrinated your crowd to care about what's going on with these people. And then this guy shows up. They don't even explain who he is. He doesn't get an entrance. There's no, now you're going to see this new dude. And he's just thrown into a match where he has a chance to get a title shot. The, the ladder match did have really cool spots, Scott. You're 100% right. There was the, the Sammy dive off the ladder. There were the guy, the commander running across all the ropes and all that. But Shivani, because when, when Shivani's checked out, he's the best at saying how much he hates what he's fucking doing. And he calls out at one point, he's like, nobody's trying to win the match. Like, 
at four or five different times, because remember, it is still supposed to be you want to win the stupid inflatable donut. Nobody's going <laughs> for it. So it's like if you just want it to be a stunt show, just do a stunt show and just wave off any pretense of caring about it or your audience is, you know, dumb for watching. And I get that you're dumb for watching because it's wrestling and whatever and relax. But you know what I mean? More to the point of like it's it's even dumber because why the fuck do you care? Uh, Jericho selling for Peter Avalon. Dude. It, like do, like someone needs to sit Chris Jericho down at the same time we sit Dan down and just have a very deep conversation about like <laughs> and reevaluate things. But it's like Jericho selling for Peter Avalon. And, if, and like we've so we've seen Jericho lose to Action Andretti in a fluke. We've seen him lose to Ricky Starks, and now he's legitimately selling for Peter Avalon, like not ironically. What the fuck? And then Hangman's promo, which I don't know if it's hour one, because Hangman and Christian, I saw that as part of hour one. Hour one. Hangman's promo, where he's like, in a, in a, in a Texas death match, the way you lose is by dying. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? And then, <laughs> again, in terms of uh, it, Tony's the worst, uh, you cut immediately from Hangman basically saying, this is a blood feud, no disqualification, I'm going to kill you, to Christian challenging Jungle Boy to a blood feud, there are no rules, I'm going to kill you. Uh, and then the, the last thought on it was Christian saying that Jungle Boy treats us like a video game, uh, which is true, and that they keep hyping it, and then it never happens. <laughs> Guys, is this a buried alive match? The Christian. I thought that I too when they showed that, but dude, that's apparently... gonna be fucking fun, boys. No, it's if not. It a, is, but it's, it's not, not a buried, buried alive, alive match. match. It's no holds barred match. It's just a regular no, no but... holds barred match. Dude, I was like, one, I was like, is he digging up his dad? What what zombie uh, shit is gonna happen? But how fun would it be if it's buried alive and the whole time Christian is like dragging him in, like say hi to your dad? You know, like that could be so fun because I actually did like the Christian promo. It's just, um, I even wrote down that. Uh, Christian, since coming back from injury, and I think even this match, I uh, I enjoy it more than Edge the last year. Not okay, Edge since his return, but Edge the last year. But Christian's promo was literally the weird character development we saw with MJF. It's like Christian's like, I hate you, Jungle Boy, because you treat this like a video game, and you don't treat this like respect. And then two seconds later, he's like, wrestling is an ATM, and I'm just bleeding everyone dry because I don't really care about this. Like, pick a lane. Pick any one of those works. You can't do them all. Yeah, but you know, dickheads, they got they got you know conflicting opinions all the time in their head, and they walk around like they uh like they're right. You know. And can I can I can I get say something which is that um you know the the page promo you know because we've seen this with Cole, like now all these guys talking about like the real injuries and they can't feel their fingers and all this stuff. It's like it's fake. So that just means you're bad at wrestling. <laughs> like you can decide what happens because it's fake so don't just don't do the things where you end up not being able to feel your fingers <laughs> you fucking idiots <laughs> alright the only thing I'll add and I, I pretty much agree with everything everybody just said um, the spot except that it's fake no. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah spots the ladder match really good as people said I thought the elite getting attacked would have been an awesome way to start this feud. <laughs> and not only, you know what I mean? Like I was like, this yes. is really well done. I can't believe they're doing this on Sunday. 
But and oh. and I I don't know what's going to happen on Rampage. Can we at least say that uh they haven't like had actual contact or stare down, which I don't think has ever happened in AEW before a pay per view match. I mean, usually the guys have wrestled four times before they get to a match in some capacity. Which, by know? the way, felt like when they cut the lights out, that was Bucks and Kenny saying like, "Yeah, we're not we're not taking any bumps tonight." Yeah, we're not doing this. <laughs> this you know what a sorry, you know what a good comparison. For that uh, ladder matches with WWE, if, if you want to, is um, the last chamber that happened, right? Because they're both for a secondary title. And so it's both like mostly like mid and upper mid card guys. But you look at the chamber one and yeah, so much better. But, but oh, also and everyone's almost everyone in there is over, has some kind of character or gimmick. Also, Johnny Gargano's in there. But, well, you know, like you dude, had like his name. He's but but then you fan. look at this, and it's like most of these people aren't over. There's a guy that's just there who's never been there before. It's just like... Well, no, I actually... I disagree with that. Because this ladder match did have storyline, right? So, like... And I don't mean, like, whatever storyline in AEW means. So, it's like Sammy fighting Action and Dreddy the whole time. Fucking... We didn't even acknowledge that Eddie Kingston and... um Ortiz just weren't in the match because they fought to the back. That shit was absolute ass. And then Eddie uh, quit on, um, you know, yeah, he's going to be a media. Ring of Honor, I think. And what, he's going to be Ring of Honor? We all know Tony owns it, so that's like the lamest shit. It is. Well, no, no, the it lamest so shit bad. was Excalibur saying, we've just been informed that it took 10 security guards to hold those guys back. Like, did you skimp on hiring extras this week? Dude, uh, yeah, I, I thought like, you know, and again, yeah, you are right, Commander. I saw Commander two weekends ago, uh, and he was ph- phenomenal. He fought Mike Bailey, but... He didn't get an entrance. Yeah, there was a lot of like, and it's and it's funny just because before we got on, Mike was like, you know, you mentioned Bandito. It's like, why wasn't Bandito here? If you want to bring in a luchador, we don't know about or have seen once. You have Bandito on your roster. You kind of want to see Bandito win the TNT title. I don't think you want to see him win the world title, but that's a title you're like, yeah, I'd I'd like to see Bandito beat Samoa Joe's ass for this. You know, it didn't. It didn't make any sense at all. Also, it was well. Hop should have won, though. He should have won. Oh, but I, I thought didn't he really... was the best thing about that match, a hundred percent. And I think that Hobbs is, is. It could be a huge star for them, and I hope they don't saddle him with a giant book. You know, it would have been really cool. Would have been if they realized in advance they were doing this in San Francisco, and it was Hobbs's hometown, and they were telling Hobbs's life story. And he would have been like, you know, what would mean the most to me is going back to San Francisco and winning a chance to to you know get a shot at a title then you might actually give a fuck about the match. Instead of halfway through, you're like, boy, why is Hobbs super over in this random city? Oh, because he's from San Francisco. <laughs> That's true. And, I, yeah, we're, we're talking a lot about hour one, but uh, the, the Jericho beat, beating – who did they beat up again? Ricky Starks? like, Or was that hour two? That was, that hour, was hour one. one. Yeah, because he they beat up Peter Avalon. And it's like we already don't necessarily want to see this Starks-Jericho match, although I do think the pay-per-view is going to uh, – impress people you know match wise we don't want to see this match and then you have him get jumped so it's like oh he's going in injured he goes into every fucking match injured that that was the storyline with Hobbs we saw it at a grand slam and half the crowd left before it ended yeah but then Hobbs won and look at the massive pushing yeah yeah poopy hour two what happened Dan's on mute so uh, so nice you should mention that uh, hour two. Um, we have uh, we have uh, Ro- Roman was just dealing with some other family business. 
Solo has really been a stickler on whether or not it's shrimp cocktail for stuffed clams at the appetite. <laughs> um, all right, hour two. Hangman, uh, Christian promo. Hook versus Matt Hardy, a House of Black promo. Tony Storm versus Rio. Uh, Keith Lee and Dustin Challenge. Isaiah Boo. Scott yeah. and his uh, stable and, oh, Casino Battle Royal and a Daniel Bryan promo. So, Scott, let's start with you. What did you think of hour two? Um, yeah, man, I, w- I wasn't crazy about this. So you had Matt Hardy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hardy versus Hook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt Hardy versus Hook. And Hook comes out. And, you know, I'm happy. I, I-, I would have preferred him on the pay-per-view. Uh, but he comes out. This seems like a very hook thing. He shows up the week of a pay-per-view on Dynamite because the crowds are, you know, there seems to be a little more hype. Uh, that didn't necessarily happen this week. And this match was a a waste of my time. I was very unhappy with this. How did you guys feel about this match? Because, uh, it was a big no for me. I mean, it was fine. I mean, I just, what I mean was it was like, I don't know, man, like, if you think about it, this is probably Hook's biggest opponent so far, like most popular opponent, right? And you go, I shouldn't be Matt Hardy. Why do, why do they give guys can I, can coming I just up tell you what, what, Hardy yeah, something? You asked, like, let me tell you what obstacle. I thought. And I, and, I, and I think this, what I thought of this match is, is kind of symbolic of what I think of all things in wrestling that I don't like, is that I hear there's a certain moment when you're a child under five, when you're kidnapped and molested, that you block out that time period. And whenever wrestling happens that I don't like, I just do that. <laughs> Wait, you uh, compare so... wrestling to that though? <laughs> Stop watching well, wrestling, hey, Dan. Hey, 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 buddy, there's wrestling in it. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I, I just I don't like Matt Hardy being an obstacle for anybody, which I, think I don't like Matt Hardy like being like a trainer. Yeah, I think like <laughs> really when Matt Hardy's in a match, and like I, you know, I respect everything he's done in the past and he, you know, creative brain and stuff, but uh it's been a few years of anybody he fights with i definitely don't want him to win and it doesn't matter if the other person wins it's it's all just bad it's all it's all very change the channel but hold but on this was so much more so we just look at our phones yeah but scott this was worse than bad because if you stop for a second and try to explain this story matt hardy is forced to work for stokely so he shouldn't give a fuck about winning, about winning. anything. He's he's an indentured servant. He's he's a forced like laborer. And then they suddenly announced on commentary, oh, if Hook wins, Hook gets a match with Stokely, which is exactly what Matt Hardy would want to have the guy who's like holding him captive to get killed by Hook. And yet he's actively trying to win the match. And some of the crowd is cheering for Matt to win. So they don't want to see Stokely get beat up. Like none of it makes a fucking lick of sense. And you'd think Taz would use some form of veto power to at least like protect his son from this shitty booking to keep Dan's like molestation uh, analogy alive for some reason. <laughs> well, yeah, so then the after that, you got a hangman promo. Oh, what'd you say? No, I'm just saying like people who molest kids, that's why they kill them a lot of the time. It's like that Lucy key bit, but it's true. <laughs> We, yeah, there's a guy you should really yes, be referencing Dan, to win true. back the audience. <laughs> can we can we admit Stokely sucks? Like it's been almost a year. No, Stokely doesn't is suck. Good. He, he I, doesn't I will I will say this right man. now. He is very good. It's just that the way he's being used sucks. He has not had one good promo in the entire time but he's dude, been there. You hand him a bunch of fucking like goonies, and they're not even goonies because the goonies are interesting. So it's just like a bunch of morons, and 
I don't know what you do with him. And Ethan Page, the only one like really worthy in the group, shouldn't have a fucking uh, mouthpiece. No, the smartest guy is Scorpio Sky, who has managed to just stay at Disappear. home and cash checks. Yeah, yeah, what's going on with him? Anyway, um, he's probably just waiting to show up on that. Impact with Frankie. <laughs> I actually, like, I'm sure, I'm sure Stokely is capable of good stuff. It's just he's not done any of it on the show or in this company. Yeah, he's the one guy who wrong. really regrets quitting NXT. You can just kind of feel it now. Yeah, I mean they're getting paid peanuts over there, but sure. Um, um what do you think of that second hour? Okay, so yeah, so then after that you had a hangman. I I liked the hangman promo. Uh, and and, and oh, that was hour one. Oh, what? I thought that was hour two. Yeah, so anyway, it's fine. Then it was the uh, Reho versus Tony Storm. Look, it was it was a competent match. Uh, uh, dude, I mean, you know, you hired like Soraya, Soraya, uh, and she's not doing it. Uh, it it's not working. And so as long as she's in like the program, I don't see the division being appealing or exciting. I really think you need to like focus on people you haven't been focused on on the last three or four years this company's been around, you know? Um, even though Soraya just showed up, she feels like she's been here from the beginning and it's ass. It's really, really bad. Like, she feels like she uh, belongs in the AEW women's division, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it does. It's so weird. It's like, oh yeah, no, that's where you go. You go here. <laughs> it's fucking odd. And uh, I, I just want Willow Nightingale to, to beat bitches up. Uh, Anyway, after that, we had the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. There was some nice action in this. But at the same time, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> it wasn't uh, It wasn't the, the, the winners, man. It was genuinely uh, infuriating. And, you know, Dax made a tweet like, you miss us yet? And he was tweeting during the whole match. And when they won, I went, hopefully that's part of some plan. Where they can, are they like, would they come back by now? No, right? They come back in time for double or nothing. But goddamn, FTR should be back. It sucks, man. This, this, this battle royal was a waste of everybody's time. I hated it. Hated it. Um, then after that was the, uh, the, hi- I liked the hype video. And I didn't, you know, the Danielson promo was, uh, was good. It was just really fucking quick. I mean, you know, rushing a match is one thing. Rushing a promo is another. So, yeah. That's you know, the idea of rushing a guy off who's doing a promo who survived concussions so that you could get to power slap on time is yeah, it was, pretty amazing. And, and I mean, it really... It I, I think the biggest crime was the winners of the tag match. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I, I do like Cassidy, and I do like um, Danhausen. I just don't get it, man. Like, I, I want to see, I want a legitimate tag division, and they can have one, uh, and they have had one, uh, and they do I, have one, and they're just not doing it. It's odd. And I think, Scott, I think the, the biggest crime, I mean, there were a lot of jabronis in there, um, but the biggest crime was when Acclaim came out and they just felt like two other guys. It's, uh, it's fucked, man. And look, uh, the Acclaimed are still great, and there's so many guys that are still great, and we can always course correct. But it's it's like how many times, oh, you know, do you have to go like, dude? It, it's kind of easy to fix some of this stuff, especially the tag division, unless you your plan at- is to make it look like shit for now. So when FTR comes back, they can go see. Which why would you want to do that? 
but when you look like like first off them coming back it's like did they ever leave which is also what i think about aussie open like i don't i can't tell if they returned or they never left yeah yeah they're not even a part of the company you know yeah but but it's like the the whole the whole thing of, of all of this it's just you look at the acclaim right like this has been their longest stretch between pay-per-views right the, the beginning of november to the beginning of march and where they were in November and where they are now, man, it's insane. Like, they were one of the only truly over organic acts in the company. And now they're just two dudes in a four-way. Like, that's really bad. Yeah, and, and in a four-way that isn't, isn't exciting for anybody. Um, no. I'm looking forward to matches more that I shouldn't be looking forward to. That than a match involving the acclaim. You know? Well, we'll get to that in just a second. But yeah. I, I think my biggest problem with the Brian Danielson MJF promo was that it was almost as if like Brian Danielson was listening to our show in the sense that he just like recapped all the weeks with like no fanfare whatsoever. He's like, and then this happened, and you think this, and I think this. It just feels like I have like a book report on Wuthering Heights the next day and I have to read a book <laughs> or something. Yeah. You know, it, it just, it, you're just like, what is this? What is going on? And even the, oh shit, the oh shit moment where he said that to MGF, well, that's why your fiance left you. It's like, that was more about us reading the internet rumors this week and realizing it was real than it was the actual promo. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, they're in a rough spot. That's my opinion of the second hour, but we still got two more guys to give you their opinion of the second hour. Let's start out with Mr. Robert Karpolis. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tony Storm and Riho was fine. Um, like Riho is just, she's comically small where it's very hard to take anything she's doing seriously because it kind of looks like a child getting beaten up, which seems to be Dan's theme of this episode now. Uh, the Dustin Rhodes Keith Lee <laughs> promo, just for a moment. So I, Keith Lee, the last time I saw him, he was getting a concrete block smash on his chest against uh, with by by Shane Strickland, which feels like this is a blood feud, and these guys are going to kill each other. Apparently, Keith Lee came back on Rampage, had no idea, and now he's stuck in another go nowhere tag team with Dustin Rhodes. Like I I I would feel for him, and then I heard this promo, and I was like, oh no no, we don't we don't need to hear from Keith Lee anymore. Yeah, this he was can, gold dust go meets away. Cheeto dust. It was good. Uh, the Casino Battle Royal <laughs> highlights like, how fucking how WCW this company is with hey, how many people they are paying. anything you can get from this episode is that me and Mike can make the podcast silent for a completely different reason. <laughs> All right, uh, keep going, Robert. But yeah, there, there's like there were so many stupid, no one gives a fuck storylines that at one point in time, uh, Tony Nice and his group came running out in the middle of this already overbooked piece of shit tag battle royal to continue a storyline that nobody fucking cares about. Uh, and you're like, the, like, oh, like, why does the kingdom have a job in AEW? They haven't done anything outside of that. I guess you know he kicked his wife in that head on tv so there's that i when butcher and blade were the last tag team to come out for this and the announcers are trying to make them seem formidable uh i i felt just awful for those guys this from a production end uh was inexcusable because when you have a battle royal or you have at least the way this casino battle royal is 
the agents know your big spots. The agents know your eliminations. And they missed so many eliminations and so many big spots, especially Aussie Open and Top Flight getting dumped. And they missed that almost entirely. Um, you know how to film this. This is not hard. This is a scripted show. Learn how to film wrestling. Like, learn how to know when these spots are going to happen so you don't miss them. It's embarrassing. This crowd wanted so many teams to win this that didn't. They were super into Penta and Phoenix. They were super into Top Flight. They were super into Aussie Open. And instead, you get Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy to go face Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and the Guns and Oye the Acclaim. Like, who is this appealing to? There is no one that looked at these with this roster yes, and Tony said, this is the Dan best Housen. thing. Tony thinks Dan Housen, like, you know, needs the title or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. And then that main event, the only thing I took away from the main event thing with Brian and MJF was when Daniels, like, I felt sad for Brian when he's like, I left a high-paying job to come here. And I'm like, well, you definitely have brain damage. <laughs> All right, Mike, let's take it home. <laughs> Dude, man, this wasn't a go-home show. This was a I-wish-I-was-home show. (laughs) This was in a a go-go-home show. Remember him? He got a lot Um, of TV time for a while. What happened to a go-go, by the way? He's a (laughs) (laughs) gone-gone. That's good comedy. (laughs) That is. That's some good shit. Oh, man. Uh, But, uh... This was, yeah, man. I mean, oof. It's like, just like seeing Riho and everything. Like, you know, I was just like, man, this is the company that like got me through the pandemic, like with her, you know, like, like, and and, and see, seeing some of the teams that are still there, but then some of the teams that should have never been there. And yeah, Lee and, and Rhodes. Oh, man. Um, this whole thing was just a, a complete train wreck, man. And like I said, like it, this was fun, and, and talking about it's fun, but yeah, I, I don't know how much longer um, because it's just not. There's just not enough good to balance the bad, and the bad is really overwhelming. I mean, I didn't speak on the Christian promo. I know that was our one, but that I thought that was bad. I mean, he he just doesn't look like he ever believes anything mean he's saying. And um, it just he he looks like he feels so bad about every Luke Perry joke that he makes. And let me tell you something about comedy: even if you don't believe in a joke, you fucking sell it. <laughs> and sometimes your friends will be sorry enough for you to laugh at them. Um, <laughs> and sometimes if they're going through pain, they'll just call out your bombs. Um, <laughs> but you know, th- I mean. It the the worst thing that could have happened in wrestling was Tony winning Booker of the Year again because it like it's it's the only criticism he listens to, and it validates every decision he makes. And you know we all say he needs help. He should get somebody else. He should listen to some of the people that are there probably. Um, but getting that Booker of the Year is just him being told, stay the course, man. And um, it just, yeah, man, it's not working. Um, you know, I, this, this, this show had one job, right? Make you want to pay $50 for a pay-per-view. 
it did not do that. And having two, like the last thing I'll say is like having these yeah, these two clusterfuck matches, the the casino battle royale and the was it the revolution thing or whatever it is, the song the hedgehog ring, like just because it's yours doesn't mean you need to keep it. You know, like. <laughs> It's like you came up with these, but they're not good ideas. The ba- the casino battle royale, whether it's a tag or a singles, has never been good. None of it works. Well, no, the only um, thing about it that works, Mike, was that there was always a surprise entrant, and that was the only reason that people cared about it. And there wasn't even a surprise entrant here. Yeah, and, and I still don't know what Dan Housen is on this show. I. I get him in YouTube videos. I get the gimmick, but like he never works as a TV character. And I mean, look, like it'll add some goofy flavor. You know, they're like, oh, well, now this is more of a comedy match. You already had the gun club defending. It was already a comedy match. <laughs> like, like now, now it's like, oh, I get to see Danhausen interact with Jeff Jarrett. Fucking kill me. I'm keeping my 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> then, Mike, think about the moment when Danhausen confronts Suttonham Singh. Let me say, even if I got an inheritance, I would not be spending that fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the Revolution preview, folks. And I'm Wasn't gonna... that what we just did? Oh my gosh! Yeah, we essentially did that, but let's do no, it. But we got We got to give our. Let's answer. fight! Yeah, let's shoot it. Let's shoot it. Right. Right. I genuinely do have to leave. Yeah, um. you can leave. Rob, you can leave too if you need to. I mean, anybody who needs to leave. Right no, now I don't. I don't need to leave. Okay. I just I didn't realize we were doing. It. That's fine. We All right, can... but let's we're do it like an hour squad, show, okay? guys. Jesus. Dude, I'm not no. saying not. I just no. Relax. No, we started at two, didn't we? Low, low, low spot no, of the week. We started week. at two thirty, making us do a revolution preview. Oh, we started at two thirty. Okay, we're good then. I thought we started at two. Uh, no, I'll we'll see you guys later. Or see, right, see you, Michael. Yeah, we're good. All right, let's do it, baby boys. All right, Christian Cage oh, no, with Jungle boys, Boy yeah. Jack Perry, and apparently it is a buried alive match. So, yeah. Wait, uh, it is a buried alive. Where are you? Well, seeing that's what it says on Wikipedia. Mm, you can okay. always trust Wikipedia. But I don't know if it is or not. Wow, that's interesting. Well, if true, all he did was he... challenge him to a fight, he never said, "Let's make it a." Whatever. Well, that's why I'm confused too. Why it would be on Wikipedia, but you know, it is what it is. I don't know, man. Uh, according to well, uh, whatever it is on I... uh, the Observer, it just says uh, it, uh, it's just the no holds barred match. <sighs> All yeah. right. Well, either way, well, Jungle whatever Boy's it may be, win, I man. assume someone will be buried. Um, and I, I assume Jungle Boy is going to win, right? Luchasaurus no. already interfered in a match. Yeah, it, it has to be Jungle Boy. Yeah, I mean, maybe we get a Luchasaurus appearance, but I really don't know what's going on with no, him. No, if this all. is no, if this is no disqualification, then this is uh, Luchasaurus comes back, but it's he doesn't have the mask and he's just the guy. Uh, he's just the guy from Big Brother with the weird looking face, who looks no. like a like a like if you try to like draw Joe Manganiello from memory, and it doesn't work. Like like an etch a sketch version of Joe Manganiello is what this you know. Guy looks I think like. you could get the deep cut award over my Todd Lynn reference. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Right. Oh, so next, all right. Let's see. The Elite versus the House of Black six man tag team match for the AEW World Trios Championship. I, I have no doubt that the Elite would put over these guys, but you know that this. this this title does not feel established yet. 
and you need the title to feel established. So it's got to be the elite, right, fellas? Yeah, and also I think this might be an actual goodbye for uh, for two two of the guys in House of Black. Um, I'm not sure of that, but I know this is going to be a great match, and it's going to have some really, really awesome spots. Uh, pumped, I think, but yeah, elite wins. I think House of Black wins this just because I think they need Kenny as a single star to be ready for what happens after this pay-per-view, if he's going to still be around, whether it's to get one last run from him before he fucking bolts, or if he's all in going forward, uh, you need Kenny as a main event star. You need the Bucks as tag team, because look at the fucking tag thing we just watched. And the six man world will be fine. If it's house of black has it for two weeks and then they lose it to, you know, best friends or whatever. All right, Jamie Hayter versus Soraya versus Ruby Soho, a three-way match for the AEW Women's Championship. It seems like this, I mean, even though Ruby has the most momentum just by the nature of her role, it seems like, man, I don't know. This is actually the most, like, who knows match, right? Yeah. This is the most who cares match, you're right. Yeah, it is that, and I I think it's... uh... It'd be interesting to see uh, Soraya win, though, right? I think so, but, like, it's a weird way to have her win because it's like she's winning as a heel and she'll probably win because of fuck methods. So the whole, like, you know, like, this girl almost died and now she's winning the title thing is is completely null and void. Well, yeah, I mean, she's a heel. Yeah, she's the one person to come back from, like, serious, serious injury and then everyone's like, who cares? Like after two weeks, that's fucked up, man. I feel <laughs> okay, her. but let's say I she wins, Scott. Let's say she wins. Who is there next to challenge her? Do we really want to see Brit versus Soraya again? Do we want to see Thunder Rosa make the return against Soraya? You are one hundred percent right. I mean, honestly, I don't want to see a lot of these matches, and that's why I was just thinking in terms of like storyline. But like they the don't only have much match I either. cared about was the Jamie Hader Britt Baker match that they were teasing for a while. But then they turn both of them babyface, so it's like, well, where do you go from there? And if Britt immediately turns heel, she then has to realign with Soraya. Yeah. It's fucking, it's just, it's weird. I don't think the match, the match is not the best iteration of all the women they have available to do. I think this would have been better with Tony Storm in there than Soraya. Uh, But we, we have to do this, and Ruby will do everything she can to not make this look terrible. Um. Because I think Jamie Hader's fantastic. And I think, she, you know, her and, and Willow Nightingale are going to be awesome and on SmackDown at some point. All right. Next up, we've got Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks in a singles match. The Jericho Appreciation Society are banned from ringside. Who do you got, Scott? Called it last week. I think the big show returns and Ricky Stark loses. Very possible, Robert. Ooh, I'm booing it, but that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that that seems terrible enough that Tony would be all in on it. Um, it doesn't really matter because if Ricky wins a big match on pay per view, it's forgotten the next week. If he loses a big match on pay per view, it's forgotten the next week. And this storyline is never fucking ending because you still have Sammy and uh, uh, Danny Garcia and Action Andretti and all these guys just still around. Storylines never, ever fucking end in AEW. All right. Speaking of storylines never ending, we have Samoa Joe versus Wardlow 
for the AEW TNT Championship. This also seems like a pick em, but no, who gives a shit sort of way? Yeah, but I think it's Wardlow, and then I think Wardlow fights Hobbs on Wednesday. I mean, Hobbs has got to win, right? No, like, no, I think Wardlow is going to be the champ, right? I I think I think Hobbs is way more over than Wardlow now. But how do how do you have Wardlow lose then? Cheating? I mean, it just doesn't. I don't know. I mean, I just it, don't. It kills Wardlow if he loses to Samoa Joe. I mean, even if Wardlow beats Samoa Joe, I think you still have to have Hobbs go over. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, you know, even if it's even if it's Samoa Joe fucking him or Wardlow's next feud fucking him, you kind of have to have Hobbs. You, you go with your hot hand for your mid card title. You know, your sure. your heavyweight title. I get it. Like if you have a Cena and you have a hot hand, and they're like, "All right, yeah, Cena, uh, the hot hand deserves it because he's more over at this moment in time." But Cena's our long term guy. You really should never have that rationale with a mid card title. So I'm going to go with, uh, I guess I'll go to Wardlow, Robert. Is it weird that both Wardlow and Jungle Boy are involved in dead dad feuds for the same <laughs> pay-per-view? Like, I don't want to say Tony Khan's a, the best booker of the year or anything, but that's just fantastic. Hey, uh, man, it happens, okay? Dan, Mike, you know. Different parents. But, yeah. but it was just, yeah, no, it, it's... You had the the momentum going for Wardlow and Joe after that Wardlow sit down interview with Jim Ross, and then it just kind of fizzled out. And now the crowd is more excited to see uh, Hobbs against Joe. So you you have to somehow find a way to screw Wardlow out of it because Wardlow with the title did nothing for him. It's like he beat MJF and then he sank like a stone because they just don't have people for him. So. I, I I guess uh, I guess Joe keeps the title until he loses it to Hobbs. I don't fucking care. Respectfully. Well, the triple threat was last paper, <laughs> right? Where it was Wardlow, Joe, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and Hobbs. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It was all it was. right. The guns and which is Austin and Colton Gunn versus the acclaimed and. Uh, which Anthony Bowes and Max Caster. Sorry, I'm reading this Wikipedia, so it's all fragmented. First, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. First, Orange Cassidy and Brian Danielson. A four-way tag team match for the... Speaking a- of dead dad feuds. For the AEW <laughs> World Tag Team Championship. Who do you got, Scott? It's obviously going to be the guns for the acclaim, but... Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm call, I'm calling the acclaimed. I do not know why they did this. Uh, you know, the guns, uh, I'm not saying they suck at all. I really, I, I have fun watching them. Uh, but I'm just a little confused about all of this, honestly. I do not know why this is happening. Um, but yeah, I, I, I say the acclaimed wins because why not? And then you can say, you know, look, you have the scissors, right? But it's also the scissor is two-time champions. And uh, and they'll they'll run with that for a while, and people will like that, right? The scissor symbol, but it means two time champs. There you go. That's why they win. The only the only glimmer of hope I have for the guns winning is if they somehow, some way, convince FTR to come back, since the guns were feuding with FTR, and FTR returning and then winning the tag titles from the guns, uh, only to oh, lose yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. Only to eventually like lose them to the Bucks, then go to the WWE. So then the Bucks lose the titles, <laughs> then go to the WWE. And it's just like a portal that just keeps sending people to Stanford. Well, if every anything we've learned from this past couple months is that uh, a heavier roster means better booking decisions. 
Um, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, the guns on this too, just because if you have the acclaimed like win it back, which you should, you should do that in an individual match where everybody's like really excited for the acclaimed. You shouldn't do it in a four way. So I'm I'm gonna go with the guns. John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page in a Texas Death Match. I think this will be match of the night. I you think, know, I think so too, man. I think Adam Page has to fucking win this. Yes. But, you know, I think that promo that he cut was actually pretty decent. Um, I almost wish he was more confident about some of the stuff he said half the time, which I understand that's part of the character, but also, like, in a moment like this, you just want somebody to be like, I know what I'm doing, but... You know, I, I don't know why I'm picking Adam Page. I don't know if it's that I'm sick of John Moxley, that I like Adam Page more, that I just, you know, you you need another opponent for MJF. Um, but that that that's that's where I would go. Scott. Brother, Hangman is getting fucked in all directions, okay? Ever since last year when he cut that promo that pissed off CM Punk, you could see it in his eyes. The boy is hurting. He deserves a victory. But he also deserves, I don't know, maybe to not do wrestling. But I don't know. He, uh, Yeah, I think he's going to win, man. I think he's awesome. Fucking Logan Paul stole his finisher. Uh, He's going to be in a WrestleMania match. I mean, come on. Let's give Hangman a fucking break here. He's got to be going through it. Robert. Only way to give a fuck about this match is um, that the only person the crowd cares about is Renee. And if John is like just totally fucked, like he's bleeding like a stuck pig, he's wrapped in barbed wire and he won't stop because he can't stop fighting. And Renee comes out there and basically like pleading with Hangman to like spare him. And Hangman finishes off Moxley anyway to show he's got that edge. I'd love that. Holy that's shit. The only, that's the only finish. Get him on the horn. TK ain't taking my calls. I'll see him in <laughs> April, but he ain't taking my calls. <laughs> That is great, man. God, I would love that. What? When do you see him in April? Uh, They're down here in April. I'm sure he'll be banned from ringside. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do we got next? <laughs> MJF versus Brian Danielson, a 60-minute Ironman match for the AEW World Championship. Um, I am going to go... With MJF, because that's the only sane decision. This has been one of the few Brian Danielson World Championship feuds where no one is behind him winning the title. You know, like almost every time he's in a title picture, you're like, I hope Brian wins. I hope Brian wins. This time we're like, look, this feud should have been good. It was a fucking dud. Let's move on from it. I don't know what you got for MJF. Maybe Adam Hangman Page. Maybe that's the way to go. I don't know at this point. You know, there's there's not like a big pay-per-view to build with. You know, Double or Nothing is supposed to be their, you know, their Oscar pay-per-view. So I guess you do Hangman and, and MJF during that. Maybe you do Kenny Omega. I, I'm not really sure. But I think there's only one answer, and that's MJF. Scott? No, MJF definitely wins this and i do think it's going to be a, a surprisingly great match the unfortunate thing is not too many people have been into the feud and the fact that they haven't been and now it's a 60 minute iron man match um 
I, I see a lot of people not buying the pay-per-view for that reason where they go, oh, I would like to see them, but I would I like to see them in an hour-long match where already AEW pay-per-views are long. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited. About- and it's not like there are four other matches. There's seven other matches. Yeah, man. I mean, I, 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 I love the idea of having MJF versus Danielson in an Iron Man match. I think they will pull it off. I mean, you know... They got to prove it in that last two minutes, right? Because as the clock counts down, it's like an Ironman match is also a storyline match. So I hope they have a really, really great plan to keep us interested. Because if they don't, the whole pay-per-view is going to be looked back at as a dud because the entire final hour is going to be one match. So they got to knock it out of the fucking park. I think they can, but I'm nervous as hell. Uh, But yeah, MJF wins. Robert. Tony Khan deserves Booker of the Year because I did not think it was possible for any Booker alive to make me not care about an MJF match. It takes a special skill, heretofore unheard of, uh, to make me this disinterested in seeing Max in a uh, a main event title match. This is they're they're fucked no matter what because if if Max wins and he is able to hold his own for 60 minutes. He's not a chicken shit heel anymore ever. He went 60 minutes with the best wrestler in the world. And he won. Doesn't matter how he won. Doesn't matter in what way, shape or form he survived 60 minutes. You've never done that with a, a, a heat seeking chicken shit heel. JBL did not have a 60 minute Ironman match before the guys who have were legitimate top tier wrestlers who happened to be just bad people. Uh, like that's why Hunter could have a 60 minute Ironman match. You're like, I accept that Hunter is a good wrestler, uh, but he's also awful. The crowd does not accept Max as a good wrestler. And now they have to, which makes it much harder for him to keep getting heel heat is doing the, like, I'm better than you. Well, you kind of are. You just beat the best wrestler in the world. Um, he has to win because if he loses the, like he's all, his character's already beyond life support. Like he's just fucking dead in the water. Um, it has to pivot to Kenny. Like they, they need that spark, that energy, that something. Uh, Brian feels like he's going through the motions here. There really is no sat- I, I, satisfying inclusion. I saw people online like, oh, this is where Punk's going to come back. And Punk's not coming back. Like he's not coming back here uh, in this situation. They're not going to put it on this random fucking pay-per-view. Uh, Scott's right. I think this is not going to do a great buy rate because – People know one one fourth or one fifth of the show, depending on how many hours this is, is going to be this one on one match where not a lot's going to happen. Like Iron Man matches are not always great. Uh, it's being polite. Some of them are fucking terrible because uh, it's just a lot of guys trying to pace themselves in a slow wrestling match. And when the audience is lost and they don't really care, and San Francisco is a very hit and miss crowd. Um, this could just be a very, very long, long match. And it's also going to be dependent on who they put on commentary. Because if Jim Ross is on commentary for an hour, uh, like you're going to see Taz kill himself on TV. All right. Well, that's our red <laughs> preview. Let's get to high spot, low spot. What do you got for high spot this week, Robert? Uh, the The SmackDown main event segment. Uh, they're ju- they're firing on all cylinders. The it's it's fun when it's like you're on the road to WrestleMania and for the first time in a long long time they feel like they know where they're going with this stuff. And the Jimmy and Jay and Sammy 
storyline and and the drama that was built into that main event it was it was fantastic it was great it's subtle storytelling you're trusting your audience uh it it makes me really really happy uh my my low spot is two one is the omos brock match just because this is a vince special and if vince is allowed to get his hands into this again he's gonna undo all the good stuff like that smackdown main event very very quickly the second low spot is tony khan winning booker of the year from the observer uh is a special kind of tone deaf that exists within the observer audience base that i i just i can't like i i genuinely i get that there's people who hate wwe and that's fine you're allowed uh you can't look at the the last calendar year and see what he did with his his roster that he had and say this guy is a fantastic booker if it was solely throwing together five-star matches you could give literally anybody that you could give dixie carter the aew roster and she would by accident find a way to book five-star matches at some point in time but you need someone who's telling compelling storylines and there there was really no, with the exception of like punk and mjf which was by the way 80 percent punk and mjf uh there was nothing compelling that was going on his inability to, to pivot when Punk left, the the handling of Moxley when like winning the title then losing the title, just it was it's bad decisions after bad decisions. And whoever said it earlier was 100 right. Like now you're just enabling this guy. Like this is very Trump like. Uh, and and that was definitely my my low spot. With the other low spot being that the other fucking blight on booking Vince McMahon being allowed to. Uh, spearhead this uh brock yeah, lesnar i mean do we know that it's him for this i mean that's that's the popular i mean have you heard from your sources robert that it's him i i i am not sure <laughs> I, I i honestly can't tell you can't uh, see it, but robert on. may or may not be nodding while giving us a thumbs up no i have no idea what you're talking about this is an audio podcast yeah, this is I, audio. I, I can't see you guys where all i said was no <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, high spot, low spot. Okay, my high spot and my low spot are the same thing this week. Um, I believe it's today is or yesterday. Um, was well, Jay White is finally a free agent. Um, it's my high spot because he deserves look, here's the high spot. He's probably going to WWE, right? Well, and... so, so you're all so you're all this kid needs to prove himself. He'll be on NXT, no he'll be with chance. Tony D'Angelo. As no you know, like you know, I, 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 number three. I, don't, I, I think he's fine for a main roster call up, obviously, like talent wise. I do think it would do him better to have like a reign of terror in NXT before he starts in the main out game. of your mind. You let him come in as an old friend of Finn Balor and you do it correctly. You you do it the way Tony failed. They can oh, rub I... it in Tony's face. To, um, to that point, I, not that I'm saying anything of anything. I, I know I've done this. I genuinely know nothing. Uh, yeah. Finn Balor was on the bump on WWE and did say after WrestleMania that the Judgment Day will be expanding its roster. See, so yeah, there you go, right? And then and then maybe there's some dissension. Hey, who are these jabronis? And then it's like Jay White fighting Dom. I don't give a fuck what it is. What I'm saying is that is a high spot because I'm telling you guys, and I know Robert hasn't seen it. Dan has, so I mean. I'm speaking to Mike, and he's not even here. But he's one of the nothing best. Nothing but complimentary with Jay White. And he is one of the best. He, absolutely. Dan loves Jay White. Um, he is one of the best pro wrestlers. He is one of the best uh, 
in-ring storytellers, and he is one of the best on the mic uh, in, in the entire world. He is so good. So that is a high spot that WWE gets to have that. My low spot is that he's, he he didn't pick AEW and he didn't continue working with New Japan uh, because I love those companies a lot. And um, I think it does show a failure in some regard on their part. And maybe it is just, oh, they don't have the money like that. They don't have the TV capacity. WWE is technically the place always, right? But um, I think if New Japan was doing better and I think if AEW was was telling better stories and using their roster better, he would have at least weighed his options, and I highly doubt he did. Well, I don't even think it's it's necessarily they're not telling good stories. I think if you're objectively looking at AEW and it's like, well, the company was founded by Cody Rhodes, Hangman Page, uh, Kenny and the Bucks. Cody left. Hangman's been floundering and Kenny and the Bucks, there are all these rumors that they kind of want to leave or are interested in leaving, which says everything you need to say about that company, that the, the people that he would trust or listen to are the ones that are supposedly, you know, we're doing this by, by the wrestlers for the fans and they all want out. Why would you want to go into there? The only person who seems happy to be there right now is Adam Cole. And that's because his brain is scrambled. <laughs> Mox is pretty happy to be there, brother. Yeah, that's Moxley, the guy you want to. Moxley is getting the WWE run he would never get there, and proving Vince right every step of the way. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I'm going to go high spot. Me and Scott reviewed WrestleMania 21. It was a lot of fun. Um, I always uh, appreciate every. Uh, oh, God damn it! I spilled my fucking ginger ale. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I always appreciate. Everyone's opinions on this podcast, and Scott is no exception. He's got some great insight into wrestling. Low spot. Um, probably everything about me on this episode. Mainly the ginger ale. <laughs> you were phenomenal, brother. It was hilarious. Dude, you uh, were great. Yeah, Sadly, I, no I, dog I, run really, in. I'm not one of these guys who thinks like great. I, I really don't. I love one-man shows. I love Spalding Gray. I love. <laughs> can you um, not start I, with the guy who killed himself by well, the way no, that'd I'm be fantastic saying, like i'm i'm i love one-man shows like i'm not somebody like carol churchill has an amazing one-man show um but i don't think that they have anything to do with comedy so i kind of did a fucking hobo version of that up top and uh <laughs> you know i i promise you guys that like uh whatever i'll be doing in the future about death will be funny so Dude, uh, i'll tell you this and i and i haven't gotten to tell you this so i'll just tell you on the podcast but i mean like the literally what the day before your mother fell we did a show together two days before and uh and you went up man and you fucking annihilated and i i, I didn't like explain to you how you annihilated but the shit was already so dark and stuff you know and uh i was just so thrilled because i haven't seen you in a while like on stage and uh every joke was so fucked up man but so perfect and everybody was on board. It wasn't like people were offended because you were being silly too. And just dude destroyed. So, uh, well, let me tell you to every senator who has a minutia amount of Hollywood attention, which I qualify for once that Hollywood attention goes away, man, <laughs> you become one of the greatest standups. Nobody knows about. <laughs> yeah. He is, Dan is, uh, Dan is, 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 is working on a very, very funny level in standup right now. So he pushed his album back to May, but fucking go because it's it's only going to be better for it. Uh, is there he, is there a date yet for May or is it just June first, baby? June first, okay. Hey, 
we haven't solidified it just yet with oh okay with the guy who runs brooklyn comedy club but my production staff is cool with that and um i'm good with that so that's probably what it'll be but official announcement will probably be within the next week so or next two weeks when i get another fucking poster done hell yeah brother Oh, and I, I do want just before we after high spot list. I do want to just a quick thing, whether it's high spot list, but or whatever it is, the feedback that everybody gave for last week's show, which we know was a well, tough you couldn't show. tell it with the numbers, Robert, but <laughs> the feedback that people took the time to post online about how much they enjoyed the episode and it was helpful for them and and they totally got what was going on here. I don't give a fuck about numbers. Uh, it's the fact that the people who actually listen uh, are invested and enjoy what it is that we do. They genuinely care about us. This is a a they they felt the cathartic nature of what that was. They took that journey. Uh, the Forbidden Dorks, you guys are just you're fucking awesome, uh, and we're all super appreciative of having you guys listen. I'll Can give you say that next time spot. AEW has a low rating? <laughs> I'll give another high spot. Um... You know, my wife who's in the next room, who'll never listen to the show, but she should hear it because she's in the next room. She's been amazing during this. I love my wife. I also want to thank everyone who's reached out. Um, you know, Robert Scott, you showed up at the memorial. That was fucking awesome. Um, it hasn't been uh the best time for me lately, and I look forward to operating on all cylinders again very soon. So there we go. Bang bang. Till then, folks, wash your hands, and it's never goodbye.